You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 131, recorded October 25th, 2021. The topic for this episode, and the couple episodes following it, is Tales of the Forgotten, and this is going to be part one. I'm your host, I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orchid. Hey, Orchid. Hi, Elemist. So we've got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter, at Guardians underscore Lore, at Hey, It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. Uh, and you can do that by jumping into our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description. But if you're too lazy to actually go look for it and you want to actually type it out, which I don't know why that's lazier, uh, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. I remembered it this time. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I had to talk quite a bit to actually remember what it was. <laughs> I'm proud of you, too. Um, you can also find our info on thelordnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're there, too. There it is. <gasps> oh, Rindle said last week, he's like, you didn't say it last week, and I was really concerned for you. And I'm like, because I said other stuff, I don't say it every week. He's like, yes, you do, but you didn't last week. I thought I should point that out to you. And I'm like, oh, my God. I know. I didn't want to say anything about it during the actual recording because I was like, I know. Then she's going to. I know, but I didn't say it last week, but we were still there. Just so you guys know. I don't have to say it, but... You know, we're still there. Anyway. So you know. <laughs> this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle, uh, freelance trials. Hey, that's been fun. Did you jump in at all? I played about four cards. I won a total of nine, no, 11 matches. Nice. It, when you stop and realize I played like 30 matches, not so nice. <laughs> Mm. what about you i got to six wins on my own um and i did not get to the seventh uh win flawless i was very upset <laughs> but um i really like the playlist actually blueberries are questionable to play with oh my god it's on <laughs> it's honestly a lot like trying to play comp in the in the freelance playlist where you don't have a whole lot of communication so people are just kind of off doing whatever it is they do at least they kind of look around and the people that i played with would like they'd shoot at the direction that they were running or there was some kind of like gun communication on our team people didn't really use the voice chat at all um which was fine i mean on at least on pc we had like we had text chat so we did use that like pretty regularly at least your blueberries did that yeah my blueberries did use text chat consistently i was the best on my team oh no 
Right. Considering I'm like a 0.8 KD player, like I'm not great. Mm-hmm. I'm not horrible. Right. Average. You're average. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll say that. You're average. Considering that's my KD and I was consistently top of my team, I kept getting paired with people who were like, oh, what's this butterfly over here? Oh, no. And the uh, opposing team was like, it seemed like they were stacked. (laughs) But they're not because you're in the freelance playlist. I know. Except that I consistently went off against like teams where everyone was flawless. Yeah. And I had blueberries who couldn't secure like two kills. It felt a lot like the flawless pool early in the week. But I I haven't gone flawless since like the first week of trials. So I'm just like, no. I uh, I haven't gone flawless since the uh the last trials labs. Since you went flawless. I I like it. I like it as a theory. It pulls <laughs> a lot of people out of yeah, this is this is my thing. I like it as a theory. It pulls a lot of people out of the main trials pool which i think is a detriment to trials in general because you really need to keep that pool up Mm -hmm. and full of people in order to have it be a viable pool and that's the problem especially when you get later and later into the season and people drop out of trials and then you just have the normal trial sweats like my friends and i we come across this every single season it's always a larger pool of people in the very beginning and then when you get towards the middle and the end of the season, you're just left with like the same 50,000 people who keep playing every week and you come across the same people. You're like, oh, hey, Chuck, what's up? Because it's the same people. Uh, yeah. So. Like I I consistently came up against the same people. It, even freelance during like Sunday. Right. I did two cards Sunday before daily reset and then i did two cards after daily reset Mm -hmm. after daily reset it was much more sweaty really and i have no idea why interesting huh because like maybe it's just the people who were awake it could just be that could be it's weird it's interesting huh because like you would expect it to be the opposite you kind of would I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see the statistics on the people who played. Yeah. And anecdotally, really. Also, to see if other people had the same experience as you of if it was if it got sweatier. Was this Sunday? Yes. Okay. When it it should have activated the whole like flawless pool trials. Yeah, the the flawless pool. Now, I think some people have been having errors and it's been putting them into the flawless pool if they haven't been able to find matches. So it's been putting everyone together anyway. And that very well could have been what happened. Uh, Even if it hasn't been. Yeah. So you might not have been getting a flawless pool because it's the trials labs. So I think you might not have been getting one. I don't really know how the flawless pool was working for like the freelance playlist versus the normal playlist. Right. It, even if it was working. Or if they were even activating it for the freelance playlist. Yeah. It works so, yeah. They might not have implemented it specifically because. It's such a small population. Yeah. It 
it doesn't work very well anyway, unfortunately. It's been, there's been so many complaints on how poorly it's been implemented since the beginning of the season. Well, since they've decided to implement it, I should say. Because it, some people get it and some people don't. And then it's like, well, when are you actually implementing it? Oh, I'm still being matched against, you know, a three stack of people who've gone flawless 10 times or eight times or something, et cetera. Yeah. It's like my friend Kenny who goes flawless like 10 times in a week for funsies just because that's just what he does. Fuck. Yeah. This is dumb. But he's a special case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah. This past week's GM was Exodus Crash. Uh, it Exodus Crash. It, okay, okay. It actually wasn't as bad as you would think. Really? How? The only. This is the one <laughs> nightfall. I always saw like whenever the strike comes up, I'm like, fuck no, pull out my shell and like boop myself back to orbit. <laughs> Though the nightfall sparrow that you get, I like because it looks like it has bird shit all over it. And uh, yeah, I just have a few. Excuse me. What the fuck are you talking about? So this is like the, the one reason you like things is very confusing. <laughs> it's a cool sparrow. So if you have the sparrow, it's a neat sparrow. <laughs> also, not a lot of people have it. So I like to use it because then people are like, what the fuck is that sparrow? I'm like, let me tell you all about it. It's from Exodus Crash. And they're like, why would you use it? Like to confuse you, that's why. It because it looks like shit. It looks it looks like shit. It's shit from a shit strike. Okay, please continue. Uh, um. <sighs> Internal screaming. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, you are right. I am right. It looks like it. Some like seagull had some sort of revenge all over it. No. It's like Saint's <gasps> Pigeons before Saint got back. I just like I parked it in the wrong spot and like I parked it under like a tree or something or a mm -hmm. light post. And it's just like birds just had their way with it. I hate you for putting that in my head now. Uh, well, you're never going to unsee that. It's just no, a I'm bird not. Shit sparrow is what I used to call it. I'm, I'm not. But I used gonna... to run around with Sam and Mandy. I was. I used to be like, look at my bird shit sparrow. Isn't this great? They'd be like, no, it's not. Can you use something else? I'm like, nope. Bird shit sparrow. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, Orchid, you lit the world on fire. Or mm. at least Twitter. You want to talk about that? I mean. <laughs> We could. I mean, I lit it on fire so much they wrote an article about it in Polygon. <laughs> and then I lit it on fire again because I wasn't done. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, Oops. I lit it on fire twice. <laughs> you can't see um, them, but air quotes. Oops. I mean, so... There's been a controversy because, so let's go back to the beginning on Cosmo wrote, uh, 
This is a real thing. So Cosmo wrote on Reddit, because this always starts with like the fucking gremlins on Reddit. Hi, Reddit gremlins. I see you. That they wanted to clarify about the pricing of the dungeons for next season, next year, and Witch Queen. Because apparently people can't read because this was all announced when Witch Queen dropped because all y'all see just all the shiny shit that was announced last, what, August 24th was when everything was announced last mm-hmm. couple months ago. And all of this was announced then. And all the pricing was announced then. But people can't read. And yep. they have very short memories. And so when he specified that if you get the digital deluxe edition of the Witch Queen, you will receive the expansion, all four seasons, and the two dungeons. If you get the standard edition, you can still upgrade to the get the dungeons later. You will also be offering a separate way for you to purchase the dungeons in the future, but they will not be included in the season pass. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! So the answer is, if you bundle shit, it is cheaper. Yep. That's always been the way. Bundle it, it is cheaper. Period. And like that's because not, they want all of your money now. And like, like that's not that's, just a bungee thing. Like that's no, that's an everybody thing. Right. Like, like that's that's you see it in the clothing industry. You see it in you know from other companies in the video game industry you see that in all kinds of entertainment yeah so the actual tweet originally started because nem was really fucking mad about it and nem's a friend of mine and i can't fault him for putting this on twitter and being mad about it so he pointed out that the dungeons aren't part of witch queen nor are they part of the season passes And I think people have gotten very frustrated with the idea that they are used to them being a part of the seasonal content. Like when a large like Forsaken drops or when Shadowkeep drops that they are a part of that, like the dungeon comes with it. Um, So like, like Pit of Heresy came with Shadowkeep. And um, Shattered Shattered Throne Throne came with Forsaken. So they just, that's baked into the price because that dropped later, but dropped with that content. Mm -hmm. So we didn't, they, in their mind, they're like, well, that's free. We didn't have to pay for it. Like, no, you had to pay for it. It's within the price you paid for it. Right. Like, it's still there. You, You paid for it. We had season passes and everything else that was all there. You still paid the extra like $40 plus like the $70 you paid or 60, $60 you paid for the expansion. Right. Or, you know, collector's edition or whatever you bought. But, and of course they're not launching with witch queen, like the new ones. Prophecy didn't launch at the beginning of last of beyond light prophecy or at the beginning of shadow keep. Right? Right. It launched at the very end. So it wasn't at the beginning of Beyond Light. And it, was and, in, it took it away and then it came out again. And and even then, like when they released Prophecy, they were like, hey, 
this is going to be here for this season. We're going to take it out and then rework it and give it back. Right. And they said that up front. But Prophecy is the only free dungeon we've ever had, actually. Right. It is the only free content we've ever had. Prophecy is. And Vault of Glass is the only free raid that we've ever had. You don't have to pay for either of those things. Right. I think. Correct. Everything else you've had to pay for. You have to own Destiny to to play everything else. Like you have to own whatever expansion that is. Even for some of the strikes that are Nightfalls, you have to own the expansion in order to actually run that strike. Yep. That's true. If you want to actually, that's what the Forsaken pack is going to be at the end of this year. If you want to be able to do Last Wish and have Shattered Throne when they vault everything else and keep the Dreaming City, you're going to have to have that pack. That's what they've said. There, You can't, there's no way around it. You're going to have to buy that pack in order to have that content. It's not for free. You don't just have it. Correct. They're not just going to give it to you because all of us had to pay for it. They're not generous like that. Like the thing that people have to remember is that this is a company. Right. Like I feel like we have this conversation every couple of weeks where people think that they are just given things because they deserve it. Question mark. It it ultimately boils down to the fact that the the destiny community, they think they're entitled to things and they make yeah. assumptions without hardcore proof that's what i'm so confused about i just it's like i've i'm confused it's like we can't play the pre-order content anyway and we all get access to it at the same time so if we buy the the digital deluxe edition um or the i bought the collector's edition Mm -hmm. and so did you i think yep because I want, I want the ghost shell. So I spent the two hundred something dollars on it. Because I am an employed adult, and that's the decision I made with my money. Yep, same. Yep. So I get all the dungeons with it. Also, because like dungeons are my thing. It's the one thing in Destiny that I do all the time. I have no problem with paying extra money for dungeons. Like seriously, I'm totally okay with it. I don't. I don't think this is unfair at all. Now, the one argument that I've heard in relation to this is that if somebody wanted to piecemeal their content for next year because they don't have Mm -hmm. $70 or $80 up front, it's going to cost them more. And with the way bundles work, like that's how it should be. Like if you're buying a two pack of of Blu-ray movies, like each of those movies is discounted. Whereas if you go get each of them individually, it's going to cost you more. Same concept. And like, and, and that's, that's what I, I've been hearing this past week is that, you know, Oh, well, you know, if somebody wanted to piecemeal it, okay. It's their decision. They can be bad with their money if they want. I don't know. Like, a part of me is like they're being really shitty because they're charging and then they're just going to take it away. Like I see people making that argument and I'm like, that's a really bad argument. And this is where my other tweet came from. 
and this is a lot of people have argued that this is like a really bad take to have that you can't make the you can't break down the amount of time you've spent doing an activity and break it down like to like the absolute you know hour per cent that you've spent like in an activity and say that like this is a good amount of money that you've spent or this is a good you know what i mean yeah this is yeah like because like that's that's how i typically look at things and and that's why me personally i'm all right with with giving bungee money because at this point i could hand them over you know a couple hundred bucks and still make out like a, a bandit but right but that's how i look at it and i understand that people aren't right. going to it this is like my the this is like my my breakdown of like the cost analysis of like me playing destiny is that my when i made the tweet it was october 20th or something you can go back and look at it if you really want to the total play time that i've had has been about 30 3170 3, hours over 4 years of destiny 2 as of that date give or take a couple of hours it's rounding it and about $510 spent on destiny 2 content that's with collectors editions and the season passes without counting silver because that's over a thousand dollars um jeez but if you break that down like the cost per hour is like 16 cents an hour which is a very good value for my money right i i i can't argue with that that's uh, cost benefit analysis like the way my brain works is that i'm like okay yeah good finished done excellent and excellent use of my money like i play the violin my violin is like twenty thousand dollars like like i you could buy a car for that so i mean whatever you know <laughs> just i can't you can't comprehend like how expensive other i mean that was a job but like if you it's a hobby now obviously because like there are no symphonies being played their ballet is not a thing right now well and and like whenever i've i've argued this point that's uh what i go back to is okay what's another hobby that is just as cheap that you know pays for itself in in hours of entertainment or hours of you know feeling that accomplishment right but i mean like the amount of like friendships i've made that too and like relationships i've made like you can't replace that from destiny and like i podcasts that i've done and like i think like joy that i've gotten out of this game even though the game in the community is super frustrating a bunch and the amount of absolute just frustration i've gotten out of like the last like year of beyond light because like i it's like a very much a hazard to my health like yeah this entire year has been holy crap 
I've had to like very much cut back on like the amount I play because I just can't. But I still love the game and I will play whatever I can. I've played a lot of Gambit. Like that's pretty much all I can play right now. That and Crucible. But I mean, like I'm going to do what I can and play with my friends and have a good time. You know? Right. And yeah. And if that means like paying for dungeons, fucking whatever. And I, you do that knowing they're going to be taken away from you at some point. This is baked and, into the equation at this point. And, and granted, like them taking it away is going to be three years from now. Yeah. They're like, not going to take it away tomorrow. Like forsaken content. The Tangled Shore came out three years ago, like a little more than three years because we've hit that mark. So this is quite literally we've gotten three years of use out of the Tangled Shore and they are taking that away. Okay, right. They're leaving the Dreaming City. So they're leaving the raid, the shat, you know, the the dungeon. Like if anything is going to go, it's next. It's gonna be for like the rest of that forsaken content and even if it does go it's gonna be next year like at the end of whatever that that you know the witch queen year is honestly the the stuff that would go next is gonna be nightmares i would be all right if it's gonna be anything i would be fine with that i would be all right with that I, i would hope it would be the moon and nightmares get rid of that shit well, and, and like, it seems like what they're doing is cycling out one location to give us one location. Last time, they cycled out four locations, and they, they Bungie even said, we overreached with that. They gave us two locations, and we are currently in that state. So, like, this time, we're essentially trading one for one rather than getting shortchanged. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what we get. Um, and we'll see. It'll be good. Yeah. And for people complaining about dungeons, we get a new raid next year. Um, we get an unvaulted raid. My money's on King's Fall. My, <laughs> really? My money's on King's Fall, too. Although, like, that would be hitting... Like, that's hitting it two on the nose one of the one of the dungeons is going to be crota i could mark see my that. words i could see that because like every time they try That's and, a dungeon now every time they try and rework that back in d1 like it it just it was not a like it never felt like a raid except no, for like it's a dungeon except for like when it first came out well because it's Forever too short to be a raid yeah (laughs) it's too short to be a raid it's definitely a dungeon it's a dungeon length yeah but no like that that would actually make a lot of sense if they you know introduced a raid where or or you know if we actually kill savathun next year they would introduce crota as a dungeon and then reintroduce king's fall like that would at that point we are just going after the entire family tree <laughs> i mean i'd be fine with that i liked crota i didn't hate it 
Proto's got big feet. Like, with all that I'm saying, do not construe that I hate it. I enjoyed it. It was not my favorite, but I enjoyed it. And there were plenty of laughs. Like, you know, when he's crotating. Or... Crotating. Or calling him Scrota. Scrota. Oh, yeah. You're bringing back memories now. Right. Oh, yeah. And actually, when I wanted to get my, my flawless raider, I did that solo. I did that raid solo. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I really am hoping they bring that back as a dungeon. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, a lot of what was ranted about is the fact that people misunderstood or misread and made assumptions. You know, it says right on the website, two dungeons released in year five, right under access to seasons 16, 17, 18, and 19 for the deluxe edition or, you know, the deluxe edition 30th anniversary bundle. And people took that to mean, oh, it's going to be seasonal content. It's coming with the season, but it's not part of the season, like Vault of Glass, although it's not free. And honestly, they are they created content. If you want to play the content, you buy whatever it is that they they package it as. Like if somebody walks up to you in your your place of work and says, I want this stuff for free, are you gonna give it to them i just i don't understand why people are mad that bungie's trying to make money and they're like they're just being like they're super greedy they're they're super i'm like yeah they're a business and and you realize that like the dungeon pack whatever it's gonna be called is gonna be like five or ten bucks it'll be it's gonna be more than five let's be real it'll be at least ten it'll probably be it'll probably be ten because, like, a season is 10 bucks. It'll probably be 10 I I think it's going to be 10 as well. But if you're paying $10 for two dungeons, just buy the bundle. Just, just buy the bundle. Why the controversy? <laughs> it's just... Ugh. Well, I think... I get it because, like, people love being mad. I think that's what it is. They just need something to be mad about. We're in, we're in the yeah. part of the season where there's nothing happening... They're done doing a festival of the lost sectors and they just need something to be mad about because they're frustrated about other stuff and they can't put that into words. So they find a new story from, you know, six weeks ago that they forgot to be mad about because they don't know how to fucking read. So they're like, Oh shit. We, we forgot to be mad about something. We better be mad about it now because we forgot to be mad about it in August. So we're going to be mad about it now. Just watch us be mad. And then they're mad about it. And then all of the news people latch onto it because they're like, oh, shit, it's destiny and people are mad. So we better write about it. Yeah. And they make it worse. And then they like live link back to my fucking Twitter and set it on fire because, you know, they didn't <laughs> screenshot the tweet. They just linked straight back to me like a bunch of dipshits. Well, and... and <sighs> and I think you've actually hit it on the nose. It's that that people are bored. It's that down part of the season. And rather than saying, hey, Destiny doesn't have anything for me. I'm going to go play another game or, you know, I'm going to get into this TV series or whatever. 
they go on Twitter or they go on Reddit or whatever social media and they just yell. And then the media outlets are like, oh, hey, this is a big thing. It's not. I mean, I the thing that I've been doing that isn't any of this is that I watched the Yuki game tournament for Osu and Vaxi and uh, MREC were competing and they've got down to like the wire and it was like they were at six matches and seven matches and then they were finally at like they were almost at like seven and seven I think and then they were at like the very very last one. Oh my god it was just like it was nail biting i had no more nails left and i'm watching this fucking thing it was like number one and number two in the world with the circle clicky game and it's just like how are you guys even doing this <laughs> like that's that's like that's like impressive i'm screaming watching this <laughs> and rindle's watching it with me because of course he is because both of us play a circle clicky game and like like of course of course and they're like twenty thousand points apart at the very end in vax a1 emrek is number one in the world and he lost and i'm just like what and then of course the world cup is starting so i watched them the world cup so do you know there are other things to do like watch the osu world cup tournament which is starting like completely mm-hmm. so there are other things to do or you know play new world I've been playing Pokemon. I played Pokemon a bit when I was a kid, but I never like super got into it. I like the Oshawa was my favorite one. I wonder why. <laughs> it's like the only Pokemon I liked. Anyway. Let's just go to a lore network ad. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about Pokemon all day. Lore Network ad. The Lore Network. Tune into the Spin Foil Theory podcast for questions. Who is an or? Who is an or? What is what is an or? What is that? For queries. Did the hive really just body shame the Vex into changing their frames? For special guests. All the guests. For Spin Foil Theories. Mars Thune. The Spin Foil Theory podcast. Insert information here. So he didn't. He didn't give the. He didn't give the information. He didn't give, he didn't give the information. Oh, uh, Spin for Theory is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Uh, you can also get us at at Twitter at Spin for Theory and or uh, uh, Spin for Theory at gmail.com. Brief intro to the topic. This yes, lore please. book is obtained by purchasing them from Ava Levante during the 2021 Festival of the Lost. Uh, they're purchased using a currency that's obtained by collecting pages and cleansing them in the haunted lost sectors. Essentially, you go do things to get pages, and then you go to the haunt the lost sectors to cleanse them, and then you go buy things with them. Isn't the currency candy? Do you buy them with candy? Uh, there are actually three currencies. The pages. There's three oh currencies for a festival. There's candy, <sighs> spectral pages. And manifested pages, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, okay. It's the green pages and the blue pages, and then there's the candy. <clears throat> yep, you turn the green pages into the not green pages. Listen to this shit. Chaos, one of my friends, had candy left over from last year that just like magically appeared. <laughs> I guess he never deleted it. And so he had like five thousand candy or some shit that just like 
was in his like inventory oh and he's like God. oh look at all this look at all this candy but he said it you know australian and i'm like the fuck and he's like yeah i just never deleted it i'm like i hate you so much my god i don't think it was that much but he he had so much candy i'm like you fucker <laughs> it was so rude <laughs> So if you have candy, don't delete it. Just like put it in your vault. It'll appear next year. Apparently, it just disappears, but it'll reappear. Right. Apparently, it does. It did for him. <laughs> Who knew? So I'm gonna read this. Yeah, let go ahead. <laughs> God, it's like I know how to do podcasts or something. I don't first time ever alright this is Europa 1 you're not going to make fun of him are you the administrator asked with a raise of her eyebrow he's been through enough already just the opposite Flint assured her I'm one of the few people who actually believes him ah the administrator replied she tapped her data pad and brought up the requested hidden reports Flint transmitted the authorization code Ikora had given him, and he received the decrypted upload seconds later. Robots who believe in the headless ones. She shook her head. It boggles the mind. Ghosts, actually, Flint corrected. You believe in ghosts, too? The administrator tut-tutted. I never figured the traveler would have made you lot so gullible. Thought you little guys were supposed to be super smart. I mean... You're basically living computers, right? I think we're sentient energy signatures housed in a cybernetic construct, Flint said, trying not to be offended. I do have an internal database, if that's what you mean. The administrator turned back to her workstation. Well, good luck on your wild goose chase, Mr. Energy Signature. Wow. Robots who believe in the well, headless ones. It boggles the mind. <laughs> I do like how they say that they are sentient energy signatures housed in a cybernetic construct. That is some heavy lore that he just dropped on us. But he says, I With, think. Yeah, but that is pretty definitive, though. Well, the problem is you're asking. With an internal database. Like, yeah. The big problem that I have with it is that ghosts don't quite know exactly what they are or they themselves are. No one does. And and that's like nobody knows what the traveler is aside from, nope. oh, it's the traveler. A ghost is a ghost like nobody knows. And that's part of the problem. So like this yeah, is Yeah, but that's more than we've ever gotten before right. though. That's what I was about to say. Like this is the farthest, like the closest to a an actual explanation that we've ever gotten. I'll take it. We still don't know if it's right, but it's Yeah. It it sounds right. <laughs> the administrator pretty much says that Glint's going on a wild goose chase and Yeah. <laughs> I just I love their interaction. Robots who believe in the headless ones. It boggles the mind. Ghost, actually. You believe in ghosts, too? 
I'm a very <laughs> I do like how she doesn't know what they're called, which leads me to believe that not everyone in the city knows that they're called ghosts. That's true. Because it can't just be that she's an idiot, especially since she's an administrator. Are you sure about that? So it could be that even though you live in the city, civilians might not know what they're called. Civilians don't know. You might not. You might. They just know that they're kind of. Drones. Yeah, you might know that they go with guardians, but you might not know that they're called ghosts. You might know that they're computers of some sort that like that guardians have around that open doors. Yeah. You might know that they're like sentient door locks, but you might not know they're called ghosts. Yeah. Like, so that's that it might be kind of an important distinction that they just might not know. I love the little stuff like this. And see, when I first heard this, I was like, Oh my God, they put me in there. What do you mean? You believe in ghosts too? Oh, God, that is totally something you would say. <laughs> I didn't even consider that. That is totally a you thing to say. <laughs> God, that makes me mad now. <laughs> uh. God, you totally would say that. Should we continue on? I Yes, please. And this is Europa 2. The following audio imprint was recovered by Glint, the ghost, during scans of an exo-production facility on Europa. Its origin remains a mystery. We all saw it. The machine tower. Buried in ice. At first, we thought it was a glitch. Some kind of psychological artifacting. Created by the transfer of our consciousness into a digital format. The bio-mind just trying to adapt to life in a machine body. Inconsistencies like that are pretty common, especially right after a reboot. What isn't common is for a whole group of us to experience the exact same vision at the same time. If it's a glitch, it must be a subroutine buried further down than any of us have diagnosed before. Something we all have in common from before the reboot. But if it's not a glitch, then what the hell is it? Oh my god, it's the tower. It's yep. the tower, Elvis. It's the tower. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been like the vision that all Exos have had since the beginning. Yep. And we've seen this in lore and other places. And, and like we've seen it specifically in relation to reboots. Like when an EXO goes to be rebooted, they see this tower. And if I remember correctly, they have to fight through people from their memories in order to reach the tower. Um, in one of them, there is uh the ring of living stone from the deep stone crypt yeah it was added in the taken king oh yeah they've they've been building up they've to the deep stone crypt ever since like vanilla d1 yeah. mm -hmm. i just i personally find it funny that it took them seven years for the full payout oh yeah but they play the long game with their stories mm -hmm. i mean perfect example is the whole dwindler's ridge saga the thing that gets me is nobody is able to figure out what it is. 
No. And they say, you know, it must be a subroutine buried further down than any of us have diagnosed before. Something we all have in common from before the reboot. But if it's not a glitch, then what the hell is it? Right. What's one thing that all exos have in common? The Alkahest. Right. What if this is essentially a fever dream that exos get whenever they reboot? That or part of the long, slow whisper. Well, and and the long, slow whisper. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that that's because of clarity control. You know, the right. Alkahest becoming what it is thanks to clarity control. Mm-hmm. So all exos actually hear it. Right. And I didn't even piece that together until now. <laughs> wow. Holy crap. Well, because like, so, so. The Vex milk passes over clarity in order to become the Alkahest, right? So right. it takes with it that connection to clarity control, mm-hmm. which would then mean that anything that actually takes in the Alkahest mm-hmm. would hear that whisper. Right. And And like none of this is confirmed. This is me spitballing ideas based on a little bit that we know but like that's my theory on it at least the the long slow whisper and as far as the tower's concerned it's a machine tower i'm pretty certain that that's related back to the vex and actually it says it's buried in ice what if they're seeing bits and pieces of europa i bet you they probably are i mean we know that this book takes place on europa Especially since a lot of pieces of, you know, Vex tech are in Exos. Mm-hmm. Exos wouldn't exist without the Vex. Exactly. And we know that because we did a deep dive into um, the lab records. Yep. And all of all of that messed up shit to actually create uh, the Exos in the first place. Well, that and Legacy's Lament. Mm-hmm. Legacy's Lament, too, yeah. But, yeah. there's There are a lot of ties between the Exos and the Vex and Europa. That the three of them definitely go to hand in hand. Not saying that they wouldn't exist without the other, but they're very important and very, like, closely tied. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Should we read the next one? Absolutely. All right. This next one is Europa 3. Well, Glint, I wouldn't classify that as evidence per se, Cryptarch Matsuo hedged. The spontaneous creation of similar legends in disparate cultures is a well-documented phenomenon. Even in the absence of a direct communication, some scholars call it simultaneous invention. For instance, he continued, the yetis of Himalayan folklore and the lumbering jacks of North American legend, both reclusive ape-like creatures said to populate the wilderness, or the centaur of Greek mythology and the sheepdog of Northern Europe, both mythical creatures said to be hybrids of other species, etc. So yes, it is interesting that so many creatures have stories of the headless ones, that doesn't prove they exist. If anything, it suggests that 
while simultaneous invention is much more universal than previously thought, Metsuo concluded. Wait, 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 wait. Centaurs and sheep dogs. Um, the lumbering jacks? Right. Does he mean lumberjacks? Yes. I'm pretty sure they definitely exist because I work with lumberjacks. <laughs> they must certainly exist because I see them at work every day. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely exist. This just goes to prove that cryptarchs are useless. I don't think so because do you forget that they didn't think pineapples existed? Right. And so I think it's just a matter of lost history. Yeah, I guess. I mean, this is like thousands of years in the future, right? Yeah. Still don't like it. Or at least like lots of hundreds, if not like at least a thousand. Still don't like it, but like, I, I'm not a fan of cryptarchs anyway. <laughs> oh, I like that one cryptarch from the, the... Season of the Drifter, Lavinia. No, no. Oh. That one cryptarch from Destiny 1... Who you could go visit. In the reef? In the reef. That one guy. The one that died in D2? Yeah. <laughs> the one that had the same voice as Devram. I liked him. I liked him because he wasn't um, anybody. He wasn't Rahul. So Master Ives, him. I think his name was. Yeah, Master Ives. I liked him because he wasn't Rahul. Like, that was literally the only reason why I liked him. Yeah. He's dead now. I was like, oh, I need to go see you because you're just, I, that makes me sad. Hey. That's okay. If I want to hear his voice, I'll just go see Devram. Hey, his I'm... death got me Thunderlord, so I'm good with it. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. I'm a guardian. What do you expect? I mean, uh, accurate. <laughs> accurate. I mean, this one is this is fairly straightforward. Yeah, I do think it's interesting that sheepdogs are apparently uh, right up there with uh, centaurs. And I, but I mean, pineapples are also until until Eris, until Eris didn't ever see them until she saw them. I mean, she thought they were, you know, hilarious. Oh, pineapples. That means that sheepdogs go extinct, like, long before the yeah. city. Well, I mean, I'm assuming most animals, like, went extinct or weird. I mean, remember, like, the Traveler came and everything went, like, super weird? Yeah. They threw everything off. Yeah. Animals went super bizarre. I, th mm, yeah. Mm. Like, I know this was just the short simple entry but it has gotten me depressed <laughs> oh i'm sorry no more puppers uh no more pup well there's other puppers i'm assuming not all dogs are just like there are other dogs anyway uh should we continue on yes and that's europa 4 access restricted decryption key 34 jm 4p 4p X Q M M one dash zero one eight hidden agents redacted regarding European Vex activity. Skirmishes are common in the noted sectors. Neither side seems committed to territorial expansion. <laughs> 
I'm reluctant to report that I had another sighting in the glacial cave near Cadmus Ridge. This time, I managed to get a good look at the creature with my rangefinder. The body was unmistakably that of a hive knight, while the helmet, or head, appeared to be that of a pumpkin. The pumpkin appeared to have a face carved into it, three eyes, and a big smiling mouth with flames shooting out. Bright purple flames. I know how that sounds, so I'm submitting myself to redacted. For a full psychological battery, I've instructed her to alert Ikora Ray of the results, whatever the outcome. So this confirms something that we had talked about uh -huh. um, when we were talking about Shira and her story. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, they have a full psychological battery. Like they, they have full psyche valves, which... That's really exciting. It, well, and, and like that was from our discussion of like, if you were Vanguard commander, what would you do? Right. So that... that I feel good about myself now. Right. Because <laughs> I was like, have her do a, a full psyche eval and then, you know, whatever the answer or, or results are, determine it from there. I'm just really happy that they have people watching them and taking care of them because the stuff that they see and the mm -hmm. stuff that they do is very stressful and can't be good for them. And so having that support structure is really important and actually seeing that in lore and seeing that being actually acted out is actually very important. And I, it's not something I knew that I needed to actually see until now because you just assume that it's there. Well, and, and I mean, you assume that it's either there or they just don't care, you know, and, and guardians are told, you know, just deal with it. But like, they, I think I just assumed it was they just didn't care for some reason. Right. I don't know why. But like this actually proves that the Vanguard cares about, you know, the mental health of Guardians. Mm -hmm. So Shira would be unfit for duty. Yeah. Based on. She definitely would. Based on, you know, full psyche eval. Mm -hmm. And not the fact that she's murdered like dozens of Guardians at this point. Yes. <laughs> dozens of dozens of guardians very much so <laughs> but no like i i mean her her ship just full of dead ghosts right she should sell them to a spider he would take them <laughs> but like i i agree with you i didn't know i needed this until i read it it's good to see yeah in the game or at least in the lore it's good to see absolutely like it's important it's one of those you do, you don't know that you need it until you see it. Kind of important. And I like that. Yeah, me too. I like it a lot. As for the the actual report, like this hidden agent actually sees a headless one and is like, um, I can't have seen that, so I'm gonna go get evaluated. Right. <laughs> That's kind of funny to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, pick put yourself in this agent's shoes right you're alone you're alone this i'm assuming it's a hunter this hunter is alone because they usually do alone shit alone on europa where it's cold <laughs> as fuck and 
you're in Cadmus Ridge. So picture Cadmus Ridge in your mind. We've all been there. And, you know, you're peeking over peeking over a cliff or something and you see a pumpkin headed hive knight with fucking purple smoke and flame shooting out of its mouth and you're just like what i'm sorry right (laughs) well and and especially with the fact that it's a hive on europa yeah i'd be having problems with that too they shouldn't be there that's the part that's getting me yeah like if it if it was a vex you know a, a minotaur or something with a pumpkin for a helmet it'd be different i i i'd still want to go see you know a psychologist but i i can grasp that a little easier there are no hive on europa as far as we know i would need extra sleep is kind of where i would i personally would be heading i'd be like no <laughs> It's it's sleep time now. I need about a week of sleep because I'm starting to see a bunch of really weird shit. Uh, but yeah, that is wrong. You don't. Right. Mm, yeah. So I I feel for this guardian a lot, and it's it actually is like really difficult to admit that you need help sometimes and say like no i need to go see somebody like there is something very wrong with me yeah and that's very hard sometimes so for this guardian to just immediately go and say nope (laughs) i i've seen shits and something is very wrong let's go so good for them right Mm mm-hmm pumpkin heads are wrong (laughs) (laughs) Uh, should i read the next one with bright purple flames <laughs> there's a flame shooting out <laughs> oh. yeah let's continue on all right the next one is europa 5 the following audio imprint was recovered by glint the ghost during scans of an exo production facility on europa Its origin remains a mystery. We finally arrived, trading the red dust of Mars for the blue ice of Europa feels right. The visions became more intense the closer we got. Mortimus III thinks it's a warning from the Warmind, or an assignment, a secret mission, something only we could achieve. Tomorrow we begin our search for the machine tower, but still there's a nagging suspicion. Is this some kind of collective glitch? Is it all just in our heads? And now we we come back to the collective hallucination. We're back to this story. Yeah, like we're back to the we're back to this tower again. Yeah. The machine tower. Yeah. I like this lore book because we have like two or three different stories all piled together. But it's like it's done cohesively. It really is because Glint is finding all these stories and trying to piece them together all while trying to discover what is this pumpkin headed mystery hive night bullshit. 
and that he's trying to find. And I think that's actually why I like it so much. Like, there's a, a very simple story going on of Glint trying to find out whatever he can about these headless ones. Right. And he's uncovering all of this Clovis Bray stuff. Mm-hmm. All this exo stuff. But it's all this, like, very big lore. Yeah. Like, this is big lore that he's trying to figure out but at the same time he's like he can't (laughs) he i don't think he knows like the gravity of the stuff he's he's figuring out i I agree i i don't think he fully (laughs) understands like what's going on or what's being said about it what it really means absolutely not no like no figuring out like finding out that he's talking about you know like the deep stone crypt like you know machine tower or like the tower you know that they all see in like the long slow whisper if that's what it actually is talking about or um discovering hive knights on europa which is big in and of itself these are all really big things and he's just like derp derping around the place and being like "Ooh, pumpkin heads <laughs> Murr. <laughs> derp derping around the place (laughs) what that's totally what he does i could be way less generous than that derp derping around the i like that (laughs) um you know know that's totally glint though (laughs) sadly enough yes completely accurate yeah um and there's an exo mentioned here mortimus three uh, I don't think he's ever mentioned anywhere else. I don't think so either. I think it's only in this book. Yep. He's only got two mentions and they're both in this book. So we got a new character that doesn't amount to much right now. As far as we know. Yeah. Should I uh, continue on? Please do. And this is Europa 6. How could they chop off their own heads? Saint-14 interjects. It makes no sense. They would die halfway through. Well, Glint replied, they could have built some kind of device. A guillotine, maybe. Saint-14 held up his massive paws. I have seen many heads removed. Some with my own hands. But never have I seen anyone removed their own head not even an exo I respect your commitment to this research Geppetto said but unfortunately there's no hard evidence supporting your claims Glint's shell flaps sagged what about the similarities between all the sightings bah St. 14 scoffed people say many things you should hear what the elixni say about me. He looked at the floor and scuffed his feet. Not everything you hear is true. I'm happy that you're taking time to rest, Geppetto said, bobbing encouragingly. After everything you and Brother Crow have been through, it's well deserved. Just don't get your hopes up. Oh, we like never hear from Geppetto. Right? Like I think I love Geppetto. I think, I, I think outside of the initial like 
Phoenix, a pigeon in the Phoenix. Like, this is the first time we've actually heard from him. Oh my god. Okay, post-editing Rendell here. Yes, we know, we know. Geppetto is female. I can read your comments now. Sorry. I think it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've heard from him. We might have heard from him in a web lore, but it's been a long time since we've heard from Geppetto. And I love how he called Crow brother Crow. Right. It's actually his son. So you're wrong, Geppetto. <laughs> Just putting it out there. It's actually your burb son, Crow. Actually, I think the last time we actually heard from him was... Hmm. I think it was in Pigeon and the Phoenix. Oh my god, forever ago. Because the only other holy shit, the only other places that he's mentioned are the scholar, and that is just a mention, and Immolent Part One, and that's just a mention <gasps> as well. Ah, this is the first time we've heard him, sp- seen him speak, um, since Season of Dawn when we oh my god when we rescued Saint. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my god, Geppetto, it's been so long. Hello. Although technically we see him speak in game as well. We do. Whenever you get a reset with Saint. Right. But still. It's so nice though. I like how stoic and like flat Geppetto is. I think he is a really good counter to how boisterous Saint is because I feel like he keeps Saint grounded. That's exactly I what think. I was thinking. Yeah. It's, it's it's just like Osiris and Sagira, except the roles are opposite. <laughs> Sagira is such an ass. <laughs> uh, right. Like I said, except the roles are opposite. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saint. She's so sarcastic. Saint is the loud, obnoxious one, and Geppetto's all quiet mm-hmm. and st- serious and stoic and serious yeah <laughs> they're very good foils for each other their personalities are they're very good compliments uh makes me wonder what happened with uh oh 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 ficius i can't ever oh fic i always pronounce it oh fuck us but i can't i know that's wrong and i just say it because it's yeah. funny why do you guys do this shit to me? Post-editing Rendell again. The ghost's name is pronounced Ophiuchus. You uncultured chuckle fox. Ugh, back to the show. Rendell, he corrects me every single time I say it that way. Yeah, you goddamn right I do. He's like, that's not how you say it. I'm like... It is in my mind, though. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Um, I like how Glint suggests that they just have a guillotine to cut their own heads off. <laughs> right. That's dark, Glint. I mean, if I was going to cut my own head off, a guillotine is probably how I would do it. Well, and and it it might not be that he's you know coming up with the most drastic dark solution but like it's the only solution he can think of true because most living creatures when you start feeling pain your natural instinct is to stop 
Right. So if this is a hive knight that, you know, doesn't have a head, it's probably because they developed something to actually cut off the head. Yes. But they also have like weird hive knight magic. Yeah. So I wouldn't put it past them to do some weird like ritual to do some weird magic-y shit. Yeah. I I could see mm-hmm. that as well. I don't know. I, I just I enjoyed this entry. I did too. And not just because I also did. Also your Saint 14. Right? Yeah. Your Saint 14 is really good. I enjoy it every time you do it. <laughs> For our listeners, because I, I know I'm going to cut it out. Um, I totally botched the first attempt at Saint. And I was like, nope, I'm redoing that. It was, yeah. Should I read the next part? Absolutely. All right. This is Europa 7. Access restricted. Decryption key 22PD6L3JVZSS2-709. Hidden agents redacted regarding European VEX activity. Having reviewed your transmissions and redacted report, leadership has decided to pull you from Europa for reassignment. You are instructed to remain in camp, engage your emergency transponder, and await extraction. Off the record, your last report has been making its way around the tower. It's become a bit of a joke. So when they debrief you, just keep your mouth shut about this pumpkin nonsense. Play it off as exhaustion, an optical illusion, or whatever, and you'll be back in the field in no time. Damn. Wow. Right? That's rough. Considering the report has been making its way around the tower, like... mm, Okay. It's kind of unprofessional. Um, this is a hidden agent report, and it's making its way around the tower. What the fuck, guys? Right. Aren't they supposed to be, like, secret agents? Considering that's in their name? Like, (laughs) aren't they supposed to be super secret? That was my understanding, was that it was, like, Ikora's super secret agents. I, I don't know. I know that are they not? I know that do I have that all wrong? Like I know that they're Ikora's intelligence gathering agents, but I don't know if their identities are secret or anything from the general public, at least. I feel like it's all wrong. Like maybe it's wrong because like Mara knows that Eris is part of the hidden. Maybe it's not forbidden to tell people that you're part of the hidden. I mean, maybe it's not. That you're a part of the hidden or that it's a secret. Maybe you're just not supposed to, like, tell people what you're doing. Well, and essentially, I mean, they're gathering reconnaissance. They're gathering intelligence. So, like, I do see issues with an agent sending a report to the tower and potential intelligence is making its way around the tower right no like i mean they're taking it as a joke but if it had been real which it is like having that knowledge just public isn't gonna be helpful i mean i think it's safe to say i mean i've had 
security clearance before having worked in government. And if that shit happened, like a report that I wrote made its way around to eyes that weren't supposed to see it, I would be done for. Right. Like I would be, there's no words for the amount of fucked I would have been. Right. Like inquisition amount of fucked. Because like, if you don't have like, there are so many different kinds of clearances. It's it's like Pokemon trading cards kinds of clearances. Like if you don't have the right kinds, like you can't see certain kinds of reports. Yep. You have to be like, do you have like the Charizard clearance to see this? And if you don't and you're like, no, I just have the Charmander clearance. And you're like, I'm sorry, you can't see this. Exactly. This is for Charizard's eyes only. <laughs> like your basic bitch like Charmander's eyes cannot see this. It's it's shit like that. Like. And, and that's exactly it. You know. Yeah. Hidden. And you've got like. Yeah. Hidden reports are supposed I to be s- confidential. And. I'm assuming. At, at like, the very least. What kind of like. What kind of Mickey Mouse outfit are they running over here? At least they care about the mental health of Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing if you're just letting your shit float around the tower. And you're letting, like, Timmy with his Bulbasaur clearance over here read all of their shit when, like, the Charizard clearances are just sitting on the table and anyone can just fucking read it. Like, you got pumpkin-headed, I don't know, hive running well, around all over the place and everyone's like, lol. Well, but, like... Well, yeah, uh, like, what else would you put on a coffee table? Oh my god, not that's not the reports that you're not supposed to see. Oh my god. Oh my god. What the fuck? My guys, you're not supposed to put your secret shit out. Like this is basic. Elvis, help me here. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. Now, the, the only thing I can think of is maybe around the tower doesn't mean around the tower like you and I are thinking. So, you know, what like, if it means anybody who's in the hidden can see your report? Okay, so <laughs> Becky at the ramen place isn't reading it. Right. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm, I'm trying to see the other side of it because... <laughs> It's too stupid otherwise. (laughs) Okay, so Mithrax isn't fucking reading about the pumpkin-headed hive while he's taking his shit then. Oh, I'm pretty sure Mithrax is part of the hidden. Oh, so Mithrax is definitely reading it while taking his shit. (laughs) (laughs) If Elixney even shit. (laughs) Where would it go? What would come out? (laughs) Like ether cubes? E- Are they like wombats? Yeah, but I'm assuming it comes out solid. It, it, like I don't if it even comes out. That's a, such a good question. I never thought about it, but now that you're saying something, like, because like they're bugs, right? Because they're they're bugs, they're humanoid bugs, bugs, and bugs shit. And 
ether is a vapor. Yeah, but I need to know now. Like, if you breathe in a vapor, are you going to shit vapor later? (laughs) No. (laughs) Are you going to shit vapor later? Because, like, that's going to make bathrooms really awkward. I mean, come on. Imagine just walking into a bathroom and there's just all this cloud that just kind of exits the bathroom. And you're like, all right, who set off the bub bomb? I just assume. I just, uh, no, I just assume they just like, they just do it wherever they want. They don't even need bathrooms. They just release toxic gas behind them. It's just like a silent but deadly, but just anywhere they want. Is that where dark ether comes from? Yep. <laughs> it's just so shit. <laughs> but that means they'd eat it to like turn them into dark ether, which means they're just shitting in the mouths of their enemies. <laughs> oh, God. I regret that. I, <laughs> Big regret. I. I <laughs> mm. This is a rabbit hole I was not expecting. Me neither. Like elixir. Yeah, here we are. Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, let's just move on. Europa 8. Yeah, okay. Uh huh. The following audio imprint was recovered by Glint, the ghost, during scans of an exo production facility on Europa. Its origin remains a mystery. Mortimus 3 looked so content lying on the conveyor belt. Like he was getting the best sleep of his life. I envied him. Once the conveyor belt started, the maker's spindly pneumatic arms came to life. They descended on Mortimus, darting in and out of his joints, dismantling him piece by piece. It started with his hands and feet and worked its way inward, unmaking him from a hole into a million tiny components. There was a moment after all his limbs and torso had been stripped away, and he was just ahead with a long jumble of neural connectors streaming out of his neck like a robotic jellyfish when his eyes opened he looked at me mouth gaping like he was trying to tell me something and then his eyes went dark it's my turn next no thank you oh that's horrifying I don't like that He was ahead with a long jumble of neural connectors streaming out of his neck like a robotic jellyfish. Nope. Oh. That's horrific. I hate that. What if this is what they do to reboot Exos before the Vex Exo War? Oh, no. Because we know during the the Exo Vex War, Vex Exo War, whatever you want to call it. um, Yeah. During the the Vexo War? The Vexo War. I love it. That's what we're calling it, the Vexo War. I'm coining it right now, the Vexo War. But we we know during the Vexo War, um, oh mm-hmm. my god, that works so well. It, Doesn't it? It sounds so good, right? The Vexo War? Oh, I love it. Mm. During the war. It just rolls off the tongue. The Vexo War. Say it with me, the Vexo War. <laughs> we know during the war, whenever an Exo would lose their body, mm-hmm. they would just have a new one spun up. And and it it was like nothing 
no issues. Yeah, we talked about it. It was Kirkland bodies. Right. 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 Hey, post-editing Rendell once again. If you were as confused as I was and you're trying to figure out what they're referring to, yeah, the Kirkland bodies bit is in reference to episode 95, part one of Legacy's Lament, if you wanted to check that out. Anyways, back to the show. But before the war, I'm wondering if they did this specifically just so that they could save on parts because they were using Vex to actually create the Exos. And if they didn't have enough Vex already, like I could see them doing this. I remember when they didn't have enough Vex, they would just turn on the gates and farm bodies from the glassway because that's where they got body parts from that's true and vex milk because that was from that was the gate that led to the forge planet or the forge star because that was where the vex came from because that was the costco of body parts and that is true so i i guess it's more of like if they don't see a reason to decommission the body would they do this in order to get the reboot going yeah Still do not like. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Big icky. I'm... I... The thing that really kind of... The entire thing freaks me out. The beginning also freaks me out in this, which was how Mortimus 3 looks so content, like he was getting the best sleep of his life. I envied him. Like, yeah, that it's very unsettling. Just that sentence of I envied him. Considering he's literally just killed. Yeah. Uh, I I can agree with that. Yeah. And, and that's part of what makes me think that it, it was like this is a reboot mm-hmm. is the fact that he's, you know, he, like he was getting the best sleep of his life. Yeah. It must be because he looked at me mouth gaping like he was trying to tell me something. Then his eyes went dark. It's my turn next. Especially it feels like these have been going backwards or he's been getting his memories back. Right. Like this is a memory that he had or he got that memory back by getting to the tower. Now, I'm wondering if this tower that he went to was where all the collective memories are stored. And he found that memory by getting to the tower. So that wasn't, it was just the deep stone crypt or wherever the memories are stored. If you remember Reba three from Legacy's Lament, um, all of her memories, she talked about all of the memories that were stored of Elsie's how they were stored, especially in those like data banks. Yeah. And how everyone else's memories are stored in cloud storage. So I'm wondering if this might be part of cloud storage. I'm just making this up as I go along, but it feels right. Now, the only thing I can argue for it or against it mm-hmm. is that this is an audio imprint found by Clint. Right. Clint did. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. He found the body. He must have. Yeah. If it's an audio imprint or he found it on one of those pads. Do you remember in Deep Stone Crypt, all the pads that we found? Do you think he just found the data pad of this? Could be. Like this is just a little MP3 file 
laying on a data pad somewhere. Yeah. Or a wave. Without more to go on, this is all we we can just speculate. Yep. It's all speculation. Yeah. Unfortunately. Do you want to read our final entry? I would love to. All right. This is Europa 9. Glenn's met the former hidden agent in a sake bar called the Drunken Noodle. He had agreed to speak on the condition of anonymity and was already drunk when Glint arrived. Man, they could say whatever they want. I saw what I saw, the man affirmed. Motioned to the proprietor for another pitcher. They always tell you, report everything. No detail too small. You never know what matters most. Budgeable crap, he grumbled. I saw what I saw. A headless one, Clint prompted, struggling to contain his excitement. What? The man asked. No, it had a head. That's what I'm saying. Haven't you been listening? He lurched to his feet. Nearby diners began to whisper and point. It, it had a big smiling pumpkin head, he shouted belligerently, with three eyes and purple flames shooting out of it. The bar fell silent. The man suddenly felt everyone staring. I saw what I saw! Damn it! <laughs> man, I feel this guy. Oh my god, it was like listening to you. Um, I, You did listen to me, I just did it. I know. It was, it was literally um, me. You did that so well. Like, that, that was... Thank you. You play a drunk guy very well. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I was a drunk guy there. Um, yeah. So the hidden agent that thought he saw a headless one. Yes. Is now no longer part of the hidden. We can see he didn't get that reassignment. No, I think he is suspended. Yeah. Or at least benched. Yeah. I love how Glint is like, oh, it's a headless one. What? No, it had a head. <laughs> oh, man. I like how Glint is still calling them headless ones when they clearly have heads. Right. And he's like insisting that this is what they're called. And everyone's like, no, they have they have heads. And he's like, no, they're called they're called headless ones. They're headless ones that I'm naming them this. And this is what they're called. <laughs> right. And and that's exactly it. Like, he is trying so hard to coin the term. And it's like, mm, but they're not headless. <sighs> uh, Glint. It's Clint <laughs> has softened my heart over the last, especially this festival of the lost sectors. <laughs> and it's a lot. I know. Shut up. Let me finish. I hate you. I can feel your smugness from here. Oh, I can feel god. it from here too. Oh god. You're just bathing in it. It's like callous in his sweet meats. You're just rubbing it all over yourself. It Ew, I just got that visual. <laughs> oh, God. 
my brain just stalled out with callous like rubbing sweet meats all over his nipples God. essentially you blue screened yourself i did blue screen myself there's just it's just full of callous now anyway it's ugh, i'm both delighted and astounded and horrified all at the same time yes <laughs> uh, mostly horrified but glint especially in game and all like the little voice lines that you get i really like him in this and in this lore book and he's really grown on me he tries so hard he really does and he gets so far in the end it doesn't really matter <laughs> damn it I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> God. Uh, Jeez, Louise. But, but no, I I agree. Like, mm -hmm. Glint is adorable here. He's so adorable. He's so earnest. Like, I love the fact that this entire part of the lore book, he's just doing the research on these headless ones. He stumbles upon some actually interesting facts, but they're not related to what he's interested in, so he just jumps over them. Because, like, he has no mention outside of just he found the audio. Right. So Exactly. So it's literally he finds the audio, plays it, and, oh, it's not related to a headless one. Eh. <laughs> and that makes it funny to me. Because everybody's like, no, 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 this is actually really good. We want to listen to this. But it's not about a headless one. I enjoyed this part of it. This part of the lore book. <laughs> Honestly, I, I really, this is like, I guess, kind of going into, did you enjoy this? Like, all these lore books are really broken into three parts of, this was all on Europa. Next week is all on the moon. And the following week is all on Nessus. Yep. So these are kind of self-contained, but not self-contained. Right. Like there's one theme going so, throughout the entire book, you know, all three right. weeks. But mm -hmm. they are broken up by location. They're kind of individual books, too. So treating it like an individual book, did you like this book? I did. There was enough fun stuff in here that it was just like, it was enjoyable. I mean, I kind of like the individual stories in it. Like the lore in this is really good. Oh yeah. Like we got Deepstone Crypt lore, and we got we got some nods to um, the tower. Yep. That w has been mentioned like through years and years of Destiny lore. Yep. Like years of Destiny lore. And we got mention of that. We sort of got a nod to what ghosts are. Oh, sort of. and most important, we actually got Geppetto speaking. That is very important. <laughs> Poor Geppetto hasn't spoken in years. At least a year. A full year. <laughs> Plus some months. Poor Geppetto. <laughs> so quiet. Um. But no, like it, it. there was enough fun stuff in here that it was just it was a delight to read. What about you? 
Yeah, I really liked it. I I like the lore. I think a lot of it is really rele- like relevatory and a lot of it is really big and I like that Glint has no idea what he stumbled upon and he's just like and he's just like herp derping along the way and <laughs> right. And he just has no idea that he's like pardon me while I reveal this like very deep important lore for you. And has no idea that he did it, but hold on while I just be like, this is the nature of ghosts and also Deep Stone Crypt. And also, like, here's just some other shit. Don't mind me. And also, hello, my name is Glint. And these are headless ones. And these are headless ones. I have coined the name. Don't mind me. (laughs) Glint's adorable. (laughs) Right. Yeah, uh, October 25th, 2021, I called him adorable. I hate myself. Yep, that's October 25th, 2021. And since you're Pacific, that's that's 8.48 p.m. Yep, yep I, am, I am specific time. Yeah. A good time zone. West Coast, best coast. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, anyway, do you want to? Do you have any shout outs? So my shout out is gonna be to a uh, friend who is going through a lot of stuff right now. She's never gonna hear this, but whatever. And this goes out to all our listeners. Like, just know that if you are going through anything and you need somebody to talk to, just somebody to listen we're here we're not psychologists or therapists or anything but we will gladly lend an ear also if you do need people to talk to um there's also guardians mental health yes is a really good resource and they can point you in the right direction or they are people you can talk to um, they have people who are also in the community that are just really open to just chatting with you if you need someone to talk to i mean like almas and i said like we're not we're not professionals we're just friends but if you need a friendly ear you can always just like dm us and we'll just chat like my dms are open we're actually really nice i'm kind of a dick sometimes (laughs) but if you need me to not be one just let me know (laughs) god (laughs) He's right, though. Elvis is actually probably one of the nicest people I know. Aww. Well, that's true. 8.51 p.m. Pacific time. Ugh, <laughs> take it back. <laughs> Worse. Um, but yeah, it's definitely shout out to Guardians Mental Health as well. Um, what about you, Orchid? Shout outs? Um, mine's going to be way less nice than yours Eh, or meaningful um for the next like until thanksgiving or the week after thanksgiving is if you like watching some really just cracked gameplay and you're kind of bored on the weekends i am gonna be watching the the osu uh world cup tournament so hit me up if you want links and stuff on uh, Twitch. 
because all the times are going to be on Twitch. So it's going to be pretty awesome. It's uh, it's just crazy, crazy good gameplay and super fun. And it comes around once a year and it's a bunch of different countries and it's like the best players in each country. It's like 36 different countries that participate every single year. And it's a really good time. Honestly, it's just fun. I really enjoy it. I can tell. That's it. I like it. Whatever. It's not Destiny. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad about it. No, that's about it. I mean, like it it's gonna the World Cup is going to finish before um the thirtieth anniversary stuff drops. So gotcha. it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty great. They all all the matches are pretty much at like eleven, twelve, two and three UTC time on the weekends ish. And it's twitch.tv slash uh Osu Live. So OSU Live. So you can find out all the information there. And uh yeah. So it's World Cup. It's very exciting. You can gamble on channel points because I know how many of you love to fucking gamble your life away. Sounds absolutely riveting. <gasps> I know you don't like it, but I do. <laughs> okay, fine. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Okay, tell them all about the end of the podcast so, stuff. This is the part of the episode that we like to give special thanks. Uh, the audio for this episode was produced by Rinald Zivas. You can find him at Rinald Zivas. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. That's at Volshock B. The music in this episode is courtesy of Bungie. We were able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. We normally use them for our show notes. This time we didn't because Orchid transcribed the, the entire book. Ah, that's me! Which is why we had Iora. Sorry. <laughs> I transcribed the entire thing. It hurt my hands. Deal with it. <laughs> so, thank you, Orchid. So final reminders, you can find us on Twitter at Guardians underscore lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at Guardians underscore lore at Outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast, and if you do, let us know about it. And you can do that by joining our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description, but if you don't feel like clicking that button, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. So, Orchid. Woo. What? Say goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. Bye. Otters. Oh, wait, where's the stop button? I lost it. I lost it. Oh, there it is. It was behind a window. I couldn't find it.